Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and now broadcasting to you live from Old Town Hall in Almont, Ontario, Canada, we bring to you the first annual adventure in your ear holiday special. Starring your Tasty Tater Nug players, Tasty Tater Nugs from Adelpulse Bakeries, now for a limited time with fruitcake crust and a cranberry filling. You can literally taste the holidays. Adelpost Bakeries, an adventure in your ear, is proud to bring you tonight's holiday story, destined to become a classic Christmas tale. Holiday Court is brought to you live in front of a studio audience by the good scientists at Adipose. When you don't know, it's Adipose. <laughs> the story you're about to hear is fictional and there is only a very low probability of it ever having happened, we hope. The scene is set in Fair Holiday Inn, Fall Meeting Room B, the one with the wonky coffee machine and the air conditioner stuck on high. The case being brought before the judge is historic, as it will decide once and for all the ownership of Christmas. This is the case of Krampus versus Santa Claus. The musical! Wait, what are you talking about? Did he say that? Not not the musical? No, 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 not. Fine. Why can't we ever do a musical? I mean, we've been having these trials for centuries. Can't we ever make it a bit more upbeat? With singing and dancing and Christmas fruitcake? No. No? No. Fine. Let's set the mood, shall we? "'Twas the trial before Christmas, and all through the court "'not a witness was drinking, not even fine port. "'The jury was seated in a box by the wall "'with the hopes that the trial would conclude and not stall. "'The judge was all nestled up there in her nook, "'whilst Santa and Krampus each gave nasty looks. "'When up on the stand there arose such a noise "'that the judge banged the gavel and said, "'Settle down, boys!' The Honorable Judge Mother Nature was here to decide over whom the property of Christmas at the end would reside. As we all know, Mr. Klaus has been majority shareholder of Christmas for many millennia. Mr. Krampus D. Mon has deposited lawsuit against Mr. Nicholas Klaus for having stolen the holiday from him in the matter of a hostile takeover. Representing Mr. Krampus is the Honorable Ichthyof. Ichthyophrasal uh, Demonicus, Esquire. Did I pronounce that correctly? Uh, it's more of an ah uh, before the t and an a eh before the fr. Uh, Achtiophrasal? Achtiophrasal. Wait, wait, wait. Achtio. Achtio. What? What? It's all too merry and it's okay. Call me Phil. No one ever gets it right. What are you putting a hole? Phil! <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? I'll drag your corpse straight to... <clears throat> Order in the court! Order in this court or I shall have the gallery cleared! Mr. Phil, your case, please. Thank you, Your Honor. My client, Mr. Krampus D. Mon, was the original owner of Christmas Incorporated. He took it from his father, who inherited it from his father, who lawfully stole it from some unknown pagan religion that had left it to rot. How was it lawfully stolen? Squatter's rights, Your Honor. You may refer to case number five. Beelzelals versus Unknown Forest Tribe. Ha. Huh. Proceed. 
Mr. Krampus, a family man with over 7,000 little imps of his own, allowed Mr. Klaus to come into the company on an entry-level position. Since that time, much has transpired that made Mr. Krampus regret that foolish decision. His foolishness not with... Hush, you... His foolishness notwithstanding, Mr. Krampus was systematically bamboozled from his fair property and made to divest of his shares in said company until everything his family worked so hard to build was transferred in an underhanded way to that man's portfolio. Let the record show that uh, Phil has pointed at the defendant. It's time for the defense to present its counterplay. Will Santa make his case and rule this Christmas day? The jury's looking bored. The gallery is tense. Now has come the time for the lawyer of defense. We will now hear from the defense. Mr. Alaniel Gorps, Esquire, your statement. Uh, Thank you, uh, Your Honor. Uh, Mr. Klaus whom you see here is innocent of these accusations. Mr. Klaus represents everything that is good in this holiday. He's brought smiles of joy to millions of children every single year for thousands of years. Even before he donned the red suit, he was a one-man operation bringing toys, fruit, and hallucinogenic mushrooms to... Okay. Um, Scratch that last statement. Uh, Santa Claus brought happiness to the world's destitute and wealthy alike. His work is lauded along the same lines as his other peers. The Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, the Great Pumpkin, Gobbles the Self-Loathing Turkey, and Justin Trudeau. Objection, Your Honor. Justin Trudeau does not exist. Overruled. Justin Trudeau is, in fact, a real boy. (laughs) Mr. Phil... Please try to refrain from interrupting opening statements. You'll have your turn. Mr. Gorbs, please continue. But nobody's ever seen him. Uh, Your Honor, uh, we will prove during the course of these proceedings that Santa Claus is the real Father Christmas, no matter what anyone else claims. Thank you, Mr. Gorbs. The opening statements now having been taken, Mr. Phil, will you please call the first witness for the plaintiff? I would like to call to the stand Nicholas of Bari. Mr. Nicholas, do you swear to tell the truth? I am a saint, my good man. I would do nothing less. Nicholas of Myra, also known as Saint Nicholas of Bari. That is you. It is I. You are known as the patron saint of sailors, merchants... Archers, repentant thieves, children, brewers, pawnbrokers, students in various levels of debts in various cities around the countries of the world and in Europe and whatnot. So I've been told. Yes, but also of painters, butchers, bakers, and booty shakers. The... the booty. Yes, you know, those who get down on the dance floor that get their thang on. The rump rompers, the proverbial butt jigglers, the... I think we get the meeting, sir. Anything else? Oh, most definitely, but I can't recall at the moment. I have been dead for quite some time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir, you have. I apologize for the need to drag you back from the afterlife for this unpleasant business. 
But you were known in life as a generous man, were you not? Objection, Your Honor! This man's life has nothing to do with the allegations brought against my client. The counsel for the plaintiff is wasting the court's time. Mr. Phil? I beg the court's indulgence, Your Honor. Establishing the witness's credentials is paramount to the allegations that we bring against the defense. Mm. Objection overruled. Damn it. Thank you, Your Honor. Nicholas, did you or did you not give up your entire inheritance to three women to save them from a life of prostitution? I did, sir. Condemnable. I think you mean commendable? No, I know what I said. A very generous act. And what did you ask in return? Nothing. Nothing at all. Of course, the ladies were very grateful. Uh, the weekly fellatio at confession was that. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. I believe we've established the witness's credentials. Saint Nick. Do you know the accused who is also known as Saint Nick? Well, um, he's much older than I remember and longer in the beard, but I'd recognize those rosy cheeks and that twinkle in his eye anywhere. Ho, 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 stop it. <laughs> yeah, Sa- Santa, don't, don't do that. I'm sorry. Exactly how did you know him? I met him in the Greek town of Myra. He was a merchant of sweets from northern Saxony. Klaus of Saxony. Can we let the record show that northern Saxony in the early 4th century is now known as Germany? Let it be noted. So, what were the exact circumstances that brought you into contact with Mr. Klaus? Well, I was making my rounds down at the dock. You know, missionary work. This is centuries before Tinder, and this great barrel of a man... A northern barbarian was handing out samples of his confections. He called them candy canes. His charisma was infectious and undeniable. Or was that the plague? Uh, No, wait. Uh, Both are true statements. Anyhow, clearly he was a shrewd businessman. Objection! That last line is pure conjecture, Your Honor. Sustained. Yes. Nicholas, please continue. Well, I felt the need to get to know him. After many jugs of wine, we left the dark tavern, and there were three women begging outside. And just like that, with a great ho, 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 he vowed to take them back to Saxony and present them to his chieftain as concubines. Or at least that's what I understood when he got on the saxophone to call him. It was all in ancient German, so I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Uh, I, I could not allow this. The inheritance I gave up for those women went to that man, Mr. Klaus. He must have used my money to steal my identity as well. <gasps> Order! I object! Mr. Phil, is there a point to this? Pure conjecture, Your Honor. Overruled. The plaintiff has a right to establish the character of his witness. But not in order to attack the character of the accused. Overruled, Mr. Gorps. Very well. Mr. Nicholas, after Mr. Klaus left the city, what changed for you in your day-to-day? Well, I, I felt I had lost my sense of purpose. Until that time, I was the one who showered people with gifts in my area. After that, I drifted for years. I slept under bridges. I, I helped students with their homework once in a while. 
and, and I did bless some mead, but I, I felt my true purpose had been taken from me by the usurping St. Nicholas. <gasps> Would you say he stole everything from you and left you penniless in the streets of your own city, a vagrant, a bum, a worthless satchel of yak's manure unfit for even the smallest of shepherd's fires? Uh, that's harsh, yo. Uh, homeless people have feelings too, you know. Objection, leading the witness. Sustained. Mr. Phil, you will refrain from putting words in your witness's mouth. Sorry, Your Honor. I was merely trying to show that this man has done to others what he has done to my client. <gasps> Why do people keep pointing at me? I didn't do anything. I know, Santa. I know. Just don't say another word, please. Just, just shh. Order. Do you have any other questions for the witness, Mr. Phil? No further questions, Your Honor. Witness to the defense. You're up, Mr. Gorps. Thank you, Your Honor. Batter up. <laughs> Just kidding. <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Mr. Nicholas of Barry, a.k.a. Nicholas of Myra, it's been said you participated in the Council of Nicaea in 325, is that correct? I don't see how that has any... Just, just answer the question, Mr. Nicholas. You yourself have said in the past that it was, and I quote, quite a rocking party, end quote. Well, verily, it was quite a shindig. I remember this one time where Hosius of Cordoba and I were doing mad bong hits. Objection irrelevant to the case. Overruled. The defense can also establish the witness's credentials. Thank you, Your Honor. So you were definitely there. How do you explain that no one saw you or even recorded your presence? Uh, well, I, I, if I remember correctly, the secretary was incredibly hungover that day. During the entire two-week proceedings? Uh, those were crazy times. I'd like to posit that Mr. Nicholas's presence was not recorded because Mr. Nicholas did not attend the Council of Nicaea. Objection! And that his testimony is a sham! Objection! Without putting Mr. Nicholas's character under scrutiny, it can safely be said that if Mr. Nicholas is willing to lie about being at the biggest event in Christendom, he would be willing to lie about everything else. No further questions, Your Honor. Objection! Order in the court. I will have order. Order! No further questions, Your Honor. The defense is, of course, referring to the Council of Nicaea of 325, where the holiness and provenance of Jesus was discussed at length over fine wine, crazy disco nights, yummy, yummy fruitcake, and sober reflection. Deck the halls with wine and disco. Ahem. <coughs> if the narrator is quite done with trying to turn this into a musical, I will ask the plaintiff to call their next witness. Hmm. Your Honor, I call Hodur, son of Frigga and brother of Baldur, to the stand. Frigga's son, bro of Baldur. Ahem. Sorry, Your Honor. I just can't help myself. Be that as it may, please carry on, Mr. Phil. <clears throat> Mr. Hodur, you are known as the most beautiful and beloved of the Norse gods, correct? Um, no, that, that was my brother. Was? Well, yes, my, my brother Baldur was the most beloved of the, uh, beloved of the gods uh, until I killed him. I'm sorry. 
Mr. Hodor, am I expected to believe that a blind man murdered his own brother in cold blood? No, no, it wasn't like that. It, it, it was an accident. Or was it an elaborate plot devised by Mr. Klaus? Objection! Leading the witness! Sustained! Yes. Mr. Phil, please rephrase the question. Apologies, Your Honor. Mr. Hodor, let us start at the beginning. You and your brother Baldur were running a thriving mistletoe business, correct? Mother Nature is so delightful. Why, thank you. But to some, she's downright frightful. Yes, I can be. But for Baldur, she let one go. Slipped my mind. Mistletoe, mistletoe, mistletoe. Yes, I think we get the point. Mr. Hodor, if you would please answer Mr. Phil's question. Uh, Sorry, I was so entertained, I forgot the question. You and your late brother Baldur were running a thriving mistletoe business, is this correct? Correct. Despite mistletoe being the only thing in nature able to kill my brother, he had cornered the market on mistletoe. My brother Baldur had a real thing about facing his fears, you know? I do. And everything was going well. Extraordinarily well. With the sale of mistletoe giving our patrons an excuse to coerce the opposite sex into fraternization because it's tradition... We were making coin hand over fist. And that's when Santa decided you were encroaching on his holiday. Well, no. no. Leading the witness. Sustained. Yes. So, this is when Santa got involved. Well, not not directly. No, he sent Loki the trickster god to help you instead. Your honor. I'll allow it. But Mr. Phil, you had better get to the point. We have to go to commercial shortly. Go ahead, Mr. Hodor. Yes, uh, Santa and Baldur were good friends, and so when we had a huge influx of orders that we just couldn't fill, Santa offered the assistance of one of his little helpers. But he did not send one of his little helpers, did he? Well, no. uh, Our mutual friend Loki volunteered instead. Loki the infamous trickster god. The same. And within 24 hours, your brother was dead, impaled by mistletoe at your hands. Yes, but it was an accident. An accident wherein the trickster god passes a blind man a spear of mistletoe and points him in a direction that just so happens to bring him to impale his brother, whose only known weakness is a severe allergy to mistletoe. Objection! So would it not only stand to reason that the trickster god Loki was indeed sent there by Santa to kill his competitor, thus taking over the sale of mistletoe and thus furthering his monopoly on Christmas. Objection! No further questions. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. You're a witness, Mr. Elaniel. Mr. Hodur, while it is true that Mr. Klaus here has taken over your family business, can you please tell us where the profits from your brother's business are going currently? (laughs) Objection! On what grounds? I just don't think I'm going to like this answer very much. Overruled. Uh, Go ahead, Mr. Hodor. Well, it's all coming to me, actually. Yes, Mr. Klaus took over operations, but he gives me all the profits to help with my medical needs. Medical needs? Question mark? Why, yes, being blind. I had always lived with my brother. He helped me with my day-to-day things, gave me employment. That I'm on my own, I, I have needs, like safety bars in my bathtub. And Mr. Klaus personally trained me my very own seeing-eye, minty, fresh-breath reindeer, as well as gifting me walking candy canes. They come in packs of 24, replaceable any time, which is handy because they keep mysteriously disappearing. 
Well, I guess you could say that Mr. Klaus is a very kind and giving man who keeps the spirit of Christmas alive in his heart. Absolutely. He's always been a good friend, and aside from his terribly violent temper, he's the kindest man I know. Uh, no, no further questions, Your Honor. Mr. Gobbs, you may call your first witness. Your Honor, the defense calls Loki God of Mischief. Loki, God of Mischief, uh, this is you? Yes! You are a friend and colleague to my client, Mr. Klaus. Oh, yes, we are tighter than that cheap tie you're wearing. In indeed. <clears throat> let's, let's get back to the day that you offered Mr. Klaus to help take care of Baldur and Hodur. <laughs> no, no, I was to take care of Baldur. Hodur was just to be included. I'm sorry? Santa specifically said to... Take care of Baldur and include Hodor. Wink, wink. Let the record show that Loki is winking exaggeratedly at the council. I, I'm sorry, are you insinuating that my client was contracting you to kill Mr. Baldur? Oh no, he was very clear. I was to take care of him. Wink, wink, wink. Let's, let's start over. On, on the day in question, my client, Mr. Klaus, was talking to the head of his elves' union to see what help they could extend to Baldur and his brother. Yes, I remember it quite well, but I think I could tell it best through a flashback. Your Honor, the defense requests permission to submit a flashback into evidence. I'll allow it. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Loki. It all started on a snowy Sunday at the North Pole. Santa was throwing his annual nog-till-you-drop party for his employees, family, and friends. He was on the phone with a very distraught Baldur who could not make the party because he and his brother were so overwhelmed with mistletoe orders. You're also immortals. That's terrible. But I'm, I'm very proud of your thriving business endeavor, my friend. Is there anything at all that I can do to alleviate your stress? Maybe a weekend at the spa? A nice buck massage? Perhaps? Hmm? Oh. oh, I see. Yes, of course. Well, let me talk to the head of my elves' union to see if... This, we can't lend you a hand. Okay, I'll call you back as soon as I know anything. You're welcome. <clears throat> uh, Bernard, Bernard, can you come over here after you're done with that bognog hit? What can I do for you, boss man? Bernard, our dear friend Baldur is having troubles filling this year's mistletoe orders. I wonder if... One of your elves would be willing to go over there and, uh... Man, let, let me stop you right there, Tubby. First of all, no can do. As the head of the Elves Candy and Toy Union 303, I can tell that yeah, the union strictly forbids any elf employed by the Christmas Corporation from moonlighting at any other said corporation. That's in Article 14B of the Charter. Secondly, but, but... B Balder, as head of Mistletoe Incorporated, should have kept better track of his purchase orders, both incoming and outgoing. Well, Third yes, and finally, don't interrupt me, that, that guy's a mook for hiring oh. his blind brother to help him fulfill the role of gluing 
those tiny intricate plastic berries to every mistletoe bouquet. For such is a bit harsh. Where is your Christmas spirit, Bernard? It's right over there next to the punch bowl where I'm trying to seal the deal with the only female elf who works here. Seriously, you really gotta work on a little diversity in workplace, Klaus. Seriously, we're all pasty white and male. How are we supposed to perpetuate elvendom anyhow? Anyway, if you want to take care of Baldur, you can ask somebody else to get their hands dirty. Excuse me, gentlemen. I could not help but overhear. There's someone who needs taking care of. Oh, why, Loki, are you offering your assistance? Why, yes. I'd love to take care of Baldur for you. That's very generous. Generous? No, no, no. There's still a matter of my fee. Your fee? Well, of course. One does not take care of someone for free, even during the holiday season. I'm a professional, after all. Well, I have very little to offer, Loki. I give most of all my profits to charity and to my workers. But you do have a large surplus of candy cocaines, do you not? I suppose... How many would you desire? I would require one full yak's weight of your candy cocaines for my services. What is a yak? It's like a reindeer, only more cow-like and much shaggier. They're very rare around these parts. Their piss goes for quite a lot on the moor's market. It makes a fine mayonnaise base. What is a mayonnaise? It's a, it's a sandwich spread, used heavily with leftover Christmas turkey. For those of you not in the know, Loki's obsession with yaks is well documented, and first presented in episode one of Claycare Fallen Aesir of Asgard. Indeed it is! Why don't you tell the audience where they can listen to that particular podcast? I love a good product placement. Sure, why not? Just visit adventureinyourear.podbeam.com or... Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A-I-Y-E podcast. If you're quite finished interrupting this flashback, I'd like to get back at it. Oh, now, where was I? Oh, yes, Santa was about to happily double my request. Loki, in the spirit of giving, I'd happily double your request. There you have it. If only you would properly take care of Baldur. Ah, then we have a deal. I'll take care of Baldur in the next 40 hours, 48 hours tops. Well, that's a rather tall order and a lot of work in such a short time. Not really. I'm very efficient when I take care of a problem. Wonderful. One more thing. Can you try to involve Hodor somehow? I'd like to make him feel useful. Oh, even better. I love a good scapegoat. I'm sorry? Have my payment ready by Monday. This is going to be fun. That's how I was hired to take care of Baldur by Santa. Mr. Loki, um, you do realize that you have incriminated yourself with this flashback. <laughs> Not at all. I think that I was rather vague about the entire thing. <sighs> no further questions, Your Honor. Very well, Phil. You may cross-examine. Loki, trickster god, god of mischief. Did you kill Baldur for Santa? No. No? I remind you that you're under oath. And I remind you that I tricked Hodor into doing it for me. <gasps> no further questions, Your Honor. At this point, I think the court will take a short recess. We will reconvene in 15 minutes. Have a jolly holly recess. It's the best time of the show. In 15 minutes, we'll be back. 
I hope you stay, not go. Treats and pumpkins. <laughs>